summary of the law God gave Moses from Israel on Mount Sinai. It also looks forward to Israel's entry into the Promised Land and tells them how they ought to live once there. In fact, at this point in the story, the nation is poised to cross the River Jordan and enter the land. Moses, however, will not be going with them. Chapter 34 of Deuteronomy tells of Moses' final moments and of the last encounter with God on earth. Let's listen in on their conversation. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead as far as Dan, and all of Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negeb and the plain, that is the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. And the Lord said to him, This is the land which I swore to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob, I will give it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley of the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. And there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land and for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. This chapter is the end of the book of Deuteronomy, and it's the end of the five books of Moses, and it marks the end of an era and the opening of a new one. Indeed, this short chapter is all about looking forward and looking backward, and is a reminder that we need to do both. And it starts by looking forward and backward simultaneously. God showed Moses all the land, the land of which I swore to Abram, to Isaac, to Jacob, that I will give it to your offspring. The view of the land of Israel is about to inherit is a fulfillment of the promise God made to Abraham almost 500 years earlier. After getting to view the land, Moses dies. He is 120 years old, but his eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. Rather, it was just his time to go. His work was done, and all that remained was for him to glorify God by passing on in accord with God's word. Why was Moses going to die here at the doorstep of the promised land when he was still in full health? For the answer, go back and read chapter 20 of the book of Numbers. But here, Moses is about to die, and at Moses' passing, the people wept and mourned. And rightly so. Few of the people could remember a time when Moses was not their leader. Moses was the giver of the law. Moses was the final authority in making decisions and settling disputes. Moses was the man through whom God worked amazing signs and wonders and deliverance. And Moses was the one who met with God face to face. Moses was in many ways the father of their country. No wonder they wept. One is reminded of the eulogy Harry Lighthorse Lee gave at the funeral of George Washington, declaring Washington to be first in war, first in peace, and first in the hearts of his countrymen. Could Israel carry on without Moses? Some might have wondered. But the answer was yes, for Moses had laid his hands on Joshua, the son of Nun, 
a tested leader and warrior who was full of the spirit of wisdom, as verse 9 says. His book begins on the next page. But the story doesn't end with Joshua either. For while Israel sees victories, it does not find complete rest under him. The name Joshua means the Lord is salvation. And yet there is another Joshua, Yeshua, Jesus yet to come. Indeed, Moses had written in Deuteronomy 18 about another prophet yet to come, acceptance of whose words will be the marker of acceptance by God. Moses was the man of God. Jesus is the God-man. The Apostle John probably has the best summary statement about Moses and Jesus in the first chapter of his gospel. John 1.17 says, For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It is a wonderful thing to have the law, because it speaks to us of the holiness of God and right living among God and men and women before him. But it is a far better thing to have grace and truth, for now we know what stands behind the law, the heart, the love, the presence of God our Savior. Moses stood at the inauguration of the Old Covenant and pointed ahead to the one who would inaugurate the New Covenant. So we should be grateful for Moses and thank God for him. Let's do that now. Lord God, thank you for Moses, the man of God, for his example, for his faith and faithfulness, for his careful listening and conveying of your word, for his patience and perseverance, for his leadership and shepherding of your people Israel, for his desire to know you. Thank you for Moses' faithful stewardship of your house and his pointing ahead to the son and heir of the house, the one who would be the good shepherd of all your sheep, Jew and Gentile alike, the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to check out more podcasts just like this, you can go to Bethel.ch and you'll find amazing selections of podcasts and much more. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us with podcasts at Bethel.ch. See you next time.